Hello, and welcome back to Now Screaming, episode 42. I'm Evan Culbertson. And I'm Liz Smart. And we're watching all the horror movies currently streaming on Netflix. So you don't have to. This week we'll be talking about the 2015 horror film, The Similars. Or Los Perecidos, right? Yes. Perecidos? It is a the similars. Mexican film uh, <laughs> written and directed by Isaac Esban. Uh, I'm going to say right off the bat, this is a pretty good episode of The Twilight Zone. It is. It is a very long but good episode of The Twilight Zone, yes. <laughs> so if that's your jam, watch this movie. Which it like, it totally is my jam. If it's was not it your, your jam. Was it your jam? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, listen, I love like even the, the shittier 50s B movies that... Uh, the Twilight Zone is a step above. Yeah. So, yeah, I know this is totally my jam. Uh, I think that if you if what we're describing already sounds like what you want to watch, you should watch it because yeah. it it hits on all cylinders of mm-hmm. wanting a. I mean, the Twilight Zone is or Alfred Hitchcock presents even. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say there's a lot of Hitchcock about it as well. It's just very like. I don't know. It's fun and it's simple in that yeah. way. There's, I think we'll we'll just say right off the bat, like this isn't a complicated movie. No, right? Like I think it's we're gonna we are not gonna talk about it for very long because, as much as we both loved it, I just feel like w- w- there isn't a whole to talk about. The mo- most of what I feel like we want to talk about, right, is that this movie was not made in the timing, like the time period of the Twilight Zone. Like it's made in 2015, yeah, specifically as like an homage and not even just an homage, but like. It, it, really trying to be exactly yes. like those movies and those TV shows. So. Like The House of the Devil, yes. which is another film that you have to do a double take to, wait, make sure... When look did on this IMDb. come out? Yeah, yeah, Is yeah. this actually a new movie? Yeah. No, and I and that's really fun, and that was that's obviously a very specific cultural touch point for this movie was, was House of the Devil. Because um, when this opens up, it's like... it's ex- I mean, it's also it's exactly what I said it was going to be last week, of like... When you look at the poster, it's in black and white with like a with a little splash of color. Yeah. And like, that's exactly what this movie is. It is like right away. It just opens up, and you know, I feel like it sets its tone immediately. It sets its uh, style immediately. Like, let's jump right in there. Yeah. 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 So this movie opens up uh, with like you know credits fading in over a, a rainy scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, the score is immediately very Bernard Herrmann mm-hmm. and like Chef's Kiss. <laughs> uh, Oh yeah, I immediately wrote down Hitchcock, and um, I didn't immediately think Twilight Zone for some reason, but there is an immediate voiceover. Yeah, the narration. The narration, which um, is so Rod Serling, so unbelievably Twilight Zone because it's in third, like third person. It's not like I'm doing this. It's like little did Martin know that he would soon be a part of something beyond his imagining. The phrase I wrote down is Martin, a victim of time and oblivion, which is like so it's Rod so- Serling. It's like perfect. <laughs> But yeah, this movie takes place at a bus station uh, on October 2nd, 1968, uh, at 12.37 a.m. Five we know, hours. Five hours from Mexico City. Yes. Uh, and the whole movie takes place there. Mm-hmm. Um, it is Mostly a, in just the actual room of the train station. There are Like uh, the there lobby. Are, yeah, the lobby where the benches are. There are a couple kind of sojourns to um The bathroom and the back room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But just those two rooms, and only, like, a couple times in the whole movie. The gist is, uh, I mean, we know we know right up front that something's afoot, again, because of this, because we've seen... Uh, films. Films, or episodes <laughs> of The Twilight Zone. Uh, and the narrator saying things like, at least that's what Martin believes. Yeah. Oh, we should also say, this is all in Spanish, so... Oh, yes, it is. 
we are uh, operating off of Netflix's subtitles, subtitles. translation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it, we, the gist is that the this, the storm that we see from the opening the opening frames mm-hmm. uh, has delayed all the buses, and mm-hmm. this is the the end of the line um, for this bus line. Yeah, and we've got a man here named Ulysses who's trying to get to Mexico City. Yeah. His wife is giving birth and uh, she's probably not going to make it through the birth. There's like something is going wrong. So there's this real feeling of like he needs to get there and see her and say goodbye, I guess, to her. And he's on- I don't think he doesn't know that she's going to die. He just knows that like... I think, well, I think from their first phone conversation he has with the um, with his father-in-law, who's the one on the other side of the phone, um, it's like you're too late. You're n- She's not going to make it. And so I think that there is an immediacy of not just like, because it's not just, he's not joyful. It's not like, I need to get there to see my children. It's like, I need to get there because like, this is my last chance to like, see my wife, potentially. Yeah. He's extremely upset. He's harassing Martin, who's the elderly man who sells tickets, uh, who's mm-hmm. ba- just explaining like, I don't know, the bus was supposed to be here hours ago. I can't, like, yeah. I can't and there's make the no bus come. phone. There's no outside phone. Uh, Other than the payphone. There is one supposedly between the stations, but at one point that goes out too. So they're really, really cut off from communication. And the phone lines are getting more and more, like, static and you can't really hear what's going on. And there's, you know, they're they're, they're getting more and more cut off from what's going on, for sure. He's joined by a pregnant woman at at one point. She's also trying to get to Mexico City. Irene. Irene. You can tell she is, um, she's pregnant. She's trying to escape her probably abusive boyfriend slash husband. Yes. She's maybe killed him. Yeah. It's unclear. It's un- she never, hit him. She but hit she him know. and she's had, she has bruises on her eyes, but she left him like unconscious and like wants to get to Mexico city before he can come after her and the baby. There's also, we should also say, uh, in the backdrop of this is an elderly native, I think woman, mm-hmm. like a, we don't. We're never really aware of her, um, like nationality or heritage. Yeah. Just that at one point, like she, she's you know kind of murmuring over beans. Um, she looks very Native American, but she could be like Native American from Mexico. Yeah. Um, I don't know enough about. Neither do I. Ethnic but, groups but, but there, and stuff like but that, there yeah. are Native Americans who lived in the Southwest in Pueblos, and I assume that they also have those in Mexico too. Yes. That's like my, what, Before I, this, what the, I had realized I never in my ignorance had never thought of that native Americans are, are also from Mexico because Mexico is also America, right? Yes. They're also native Americans in Canada. They were also um, invaded and raped by the, the Spaniards. Uh, yeah, actually probably more because he landed down there. But at one point, uh, I think it's Irene who says that she's, she's seen women like this, like in her, in her village or where it's like where she grew up. I don't remember. I don't. I missed where, why she knows about she'd shaman seen, shamanes. Uh, Hamanes, I think. Hamanes. Uh, she's like seen them before. Translates They're, to shamans. Yes. But. Yes. She can. You can tell that she is communicating, um, to otherworldly forces, and she does not speak the language that they speak, or she does. It's very very little, but she's talking in a different language. More people show up. I, I think we should just speed past to get all our characters in the, yeah, in the yeah, room. Yeah. Um. This is what I don't understand, though. If you could help me kind of get to this, like, plot point. Well, let's get, let's start characters. So there's Alvaro, who is a student. He's supposed to be a student. He, he looks, looks 40. 40. <laughs> the actor playing him was in his late 30s uh, at the time. Um, and then a woman and her sick child. Yeah. Uh, they're Gertrudis and... Ignacio. Ignacio. And the Ignacio. student's name is Alvaro. Ignacio uh, has a 
apparatus on his body. Yeah. Uh, it like, goes around his neck, and at one point you see like he keeps getting agitated. Um, and when he gets agitated, his mother takes a syringe from her briefcase and inserts it into one of the things on his neck, so it's clearly like connected to his body. Yeah. And then he relaxes. What was your question about the plot? My because question about the plot stuff is, gets so, yeah, this is, so we're quickly. starting to like, we're going to get into it. At one point, we, so we, we, we've seen something happen with Martin. We don't know what yet, but he's he is agitated in some way. He seems to have he, a seizure. Yeah, a seizure. And then he wraps a bunch of bandages around his head. And um, and they're clearly bloody. And he says things about, like, I tried to shave, but it kept growing back. And then you see the same thing happen to um, the woman. Rosa. Rosa. She's, a, like, a bathroom attendant. Yeah. And when Irene goes into the bathroom to, like, wash her face, she meets Rosa. She, Rosa's very creepy. Um, and then at one point starts having a seizure like we've seen Martin have and is also clearly like going through something. Um, so when Irene comes back in after like seeing this happen, I guess, with Rosa or she like just leaves Rosa in there and Rosa starts having the seizure after she leaves. Yeah. Is that what happens? I, I she goes back really out. Know. Ignacio and Gertrudis and Alvaro are there and they've all arrived in the same cab. And they're, I mean, everybody's freaking out about getting to Mexico City. No, they all want to get there and none of them can get there. We should say also that, like, it's very important how Ulysses looks to us in this moment. Um, he's got a big beard and, like, long hair. A great hair. big bushy beard. <laughs> and long hair. Um, dark hair. Kind of like... I'm trying uh, to think of who to compare him to. Yeah. Young Charles Manson. Yeah, it's, it's like, schlubby. It's all over. Um... He's just like a, he's like literally like a, just a mess of hair mess surrounding of hair his face on his head and his and his it's, it's long it's past his ears and yeah, it's yeah. like a little bit curly on the ends just to paint you a picture because it's gonna matter um, so things start happening where these people are having seizures and we don't really know yet what is going on because then at one point they've tied up Martin because he's raving and he's got a gun and he's got bandages all over his head. And there's a lot of, at this point, kind of just screaming and running around because Rosa is in the bathroom having a seizure. And isn't Alvaro trying to help her? He's a, he's a medical student. Yes. He's trying to help her, and he's like, she's having a seizure, put something in her mouth. Martin is specifically accusing Ulysses of being the devil. Right. And he has a gun. Right. And we don't know yet why at this point. There's no explanation of this. Um, so can we just like snap to what is actually happening? Yeah, let's just talk about yeah. it. Yeah. So the the horrors that, that that these people are that are having these people is that they are their faces are becoming like Ulysses' face. They are growing beards and long hair, and I couldn't tell if all their faces were supposed to look the same because their yeah. faces don't really look the same. That's just a factor of the makeup, it, I think. Yeah, but like they all have the same face essentially, and it is Ulysses' face, which is why. Um, Martin, Martin is, is so freaked out. calling him the devil because he thinks that like he is Ulysses is making everybody in his image. Um, it goes on like this for a while, and this is where it it gets into the like this genuinely feels like it's not just an homage. It's supposed to legitimately feel like an episode of the Twilight Zone down to like thing like things not necessarily like making sense sometimes and the pacing and being so, like, pulpy it gets really slow and i think yeah. this is my main knock against this movie is that um it's whatever an hour and a half and episodes which, is, which isn't even shorter. that long like it's not long for a movie no, but it's long for an episode of the but like Zone. like many of the b movies that inspired it uh it really drags because it 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 gets to its premise and it's it deploys its premise and then it has to sort of just extending its running time yeah because there's a lot of just at this point when they're when they when we see them with their with their faces like this, there's just a lot of running and screaming. Yeah. And 
like vertigo shots. Yeah, and like Rosa has tried to, I guess, like rip it off of her head, and it's not working. And um, does she kill herself? That happens later, but yes, oh, okay. she's she's trying to cut it off, and she ends up stabbing herself like in the beard, aka the throat. Um, it was it's actually also the only real like super gory thing that happens. Yeah, um, but even it's shot so, so like sixties yes, with like blood exactly. splatter on the wall and yes, a shadow. Yes, and it's so clearly like practical. Of course, um, in her neck, and it it, it I mean. It's horrifying, but it's horrifying in the way they were trying to make it horrifying, right? Like, absolutely. And I mean, I will say, I was very confused at this part. I was very perplexed because I couldn't figure out if that was really what their faces looked like or if there was some other horror that was happening. But because we were seeing it from Ulysses' um, point of view, that he was seeing himself and they were seeing something else. Did you have that thought at all? Because there's a point where um, Irene says to Martin or Alvaro, like, he can't see what we see. Yeah, so there's also, I mean, we're really getting into it, but there's a detail earlier when they're talking that Martin says that he had passed out earlier. He had fainted. Mm -hmm. And again, everyone's talking past each other. Basically, once it's revealed that... uh, People's faces are turning into Ulysses' face. No one listens to each other anymore? No, because there's a whole part where uh, Irene is just screaming about, you have to look at the magazines, look at the magazines. And people will be like, what magazines? And she'll be like, we have to do something about this. Yeah. <laughs> just like, it takes them forever to get to the magazines. So like, Ulysses has no idea what's going on throughout no. this. They do tie him up yeah. because they're like, clearly you're, you're the behind devil. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there are several, I mean, like, Alvaro thinks that it's a government experiment. Yeah. Also, what I mean, we should also say what's happening in the backdrop of this. Do you want to talk about that now? Revolution. We should at least say, because we don't have to talk about what happens on the day that is at the end of this movie, because that's, that's that we, I didn't find that out until the after the movie was over, and it, it's more for after. But we should talk about, they are talking about it now, that, like, the reason Alvaro is trying to get to Mexico City is because there are student protests happening against the government, and he wants to participate in them. In Tlatelolco. Yeah, and there's a... There's a conver- Which is also where... Gertrudis and Ignacio are going right. because uh, his doctor yes. he's, he's, he's a special doctor yes. so that he's going to Tulate Loco Tlate as Locos. well. Um, so there's a like also a feeling of like I think Martin I don't think Ulysses gets into this but he might like they don't like students they're on the side of the government they're like you guys are causing trouble. The older people definitely think that uh, yeah I don't think Ulysses kind of stays out of it. Yeah yeah um, he's, he's like please someone help me like he doesn't want to get into it. Thinks that students are a problem, right? uh, Martin absolutely is like, you guys are the issue. Like, the government is just trying to do its job and you guys are causing problems. And I mean, like, again, in the global sense, like, 1968 is such a tumultuous year. I mean, like, in in Europe, where students were leaving revolutions, Mm -hmm. in the United States, where people were marching against Vietnam. Mm -hmm. I mean, Dr. King's death. And for civil rights, yeah. I mean, like, 1968 is such a tumultuous year, and I actually didn't know that much about what was going on in Mexico. We're not no. taught very much about we, it. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot to learn in America about 1968, so, like, uh, there's it's it's a lot. Um, but so there, there's, there's that little political aspect, because yeah. then Alvaro is like, this is the governmental response, is to, like... Hurt us with drugs. I mean, right? He's like a, he's like a paranoid hippie he, character. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So he like, thinks that Ulysses is like a government spy, and that he's come in here as like a suicide bomber style kind of like right of just turning people into zero. Him. Which why why on earth would that be? Like the government's choice, but Alvaro is very convinced. 
Also, the, I mean, as I was talking about the backdrop of this, we hear intermittent radio broadcasts. A lot mm-hmm. of it is static, uh, but sometimes like messages do come through. Mm-hmm. Again, it's very convenient because this is a, a B movie. Yeah. Um, about like acid rain, it, acid rain, and like samples being analyzed due to something that happened in Bolivia. Uh, don't go outside because there's this. It's not H two O. Um, and we at least get the sense that this is something more than just. Mexico. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's more than just a storm. It's happening everywhere. The storm is happening everywhere. Like, it's very, very uh, clearly a problem for everyone. So, right around I, the time that they're all, like, turning into Ulysses, and they're all turning against each other, um, Ignacio, who, like we said, is, like, is intermittently, um, f- like, kind of raving and then sleeping... Because his mother will, like, drug him back into submission. And there's a brief mention of, like, oh, you're the people from that restaurant. But we don't ever get any details of, like, what no. happened at the restaurant. He's, like, a famous medical case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're, like, oh. It, and then there's some, like, idea of, like, oh, it's not his fault. He's sick. This is going to help, you know, regulate him. And Alvaro is, like, you're drugging him. I'm going to take these from you. And, like, it's just, it all, you know, spins out of control. And when Ignacio is not medicated, we start to see that he, like... One is saying over and over and over again, uh, the students will be arrested, which is a very... So like, like, not students, like uh, the innocents. The innocents will be arrested. Yeah, it's true. Um, so obviously a strange thing to say when we know there's protests going on. Um, and then as, like, time starts to go on, you start to... Like, he just starts to establish a little bit more of himself. Is that a good way of putting it? He starts to just kind of come back into who he is. I mean, we're, we're dodging it. I say we just talk about it. I didn't know it. if you want to have anything else to no, say. No, I mean, like, it becomes clear, it, pretty, I think it's a pretty quick turn, uh, that Ignacio is sort of in control of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, in what capacity, we don't know right away, yeah. but like... He locks them in the bathroom. I don't remember why they're in the bathroom, but he locks them in there on purpose to do what he wants to do. Right. And which... he can also lock the doors and windows yes. with his mind. Well, there was also that before that, um, he, uh, when Alvaro had a control of the gun... He was shooting the windows, and nothing was happening. And he yeah. was like, "Where are the bullets? Dude, why is this bulletproof glass?" And Martine is like, "It's not. Like something is clearly going on that is beyond their control." And well, of course, these things happen and cut to Ignacio smiling is is yes. part of why. Yes. Um, and Gertrude says something to the effect of like, "It it, it was all just a game to him." Uh, yeah, he she's did... like, "She's like, you promised that you wouldn't do this. Yeah, you wouldn't take it this far." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. What we eventually learn. <laughs> Ignacio basically sits in front of the tied-up Ulysses, uh, pulls a comic book out of his bag, and reads him a comic book mm-hmm. called Los Parecidos. The Similars. Uh, about aliens who travel to our planet through the raindrops. Mm-hmm. They came, took what they wanted, and left. And what they wanted was precisely the thing that makes us human. Um, and the next day, nobody remembered that they were here. Uh... And now everyone is the same. To us giants, ants are just a game. Uh, only someone who is truly different could notice what happened, but no one was different. And we see in the page of the comic book that everyone just looks the same. Uh, again, the motivations of these aliens are not entirely clear to me. Well, what I kind of interpreted it as was, like, what the aliens are stealing, right? And this is what you just said, but that, that was a direct quote, is that, like, the aliens are stealing what makes us unique. You know, like that, our that, appearances. That's like the confusing I think part. All of it, and that's just what we don't realize is just that like everybody is the same, and they have taken it from us, but we don't realize it. We still think that we have. 
different thoughts and different opinions, and we don't. Right. Because, um, again, like, they, they, yeah, they did not steal the way that we look to each other, or the way we, I guess, we sound to each other, or the way we talk to each other, but they stole it because to them now we are just a blob. Like right. We're just faceless. We all look the same. And in the in the comic book, it's like they're they look like um they're like businessmen. Yes. Um. But what uh, as he is talking about this, we've also learned that when uh, Irene and Alvaro are like looking through the magazines, that they finally go talk about everybody in the magazines looks like this. Um, they go into the back. Look like room. Ulysses. You look like Ulysses. They go into the back room where Martine has all of these like. Uh, pop culture stars up on the walls. He's got like, and like pinups pinups. He's got, well, he's got Marilyn Monroe. He's got the Beatles. He's got more like Mexican, uh, famous Mexican people. Um, but also like famous American people is just kind of like people everywhere who faces that we would recognize and they all look like Ulysses. Um, and so this is not just like people, human people. It's pictures. It's like, it's everything. They're on the Coke machine. They look like Ulysses. Just a straight thought, mm-hmm. uh, before we get too far away from the comic book, I mm-hmm. didn't think of it until you just said it, but, like, do you think there's something going on here with regard to, like, again, in the big picture, with regard to, like, corporate assimilation, like, in contrast to the students? Um, Probably, because whatever Ignacio's, like, real goal is, I mean, he's doing this, he is creating, a, like, mass assimilation, and... Right. And what he ends up eventually doing, like... Sure, but, like, I think he's, like, is it something with, like, commentary with regard to, like, I don't know. I mean, yes, of course. If we're talking, like, the same kind of commentary that things like the Twilight Zone had... Sure. ...that are, like, you know, people are individuals, and the government is trying to press us into, you know... Well, the Twilight Zone doesn't usually go that far of saying, like, the students are, are right, but... What are you talking about? That's a pretty hostile political take. Uh, I think that, um... What's that one? The obsolete man. Remember that one? That's a very hostile political take. So, Fair. <laughs> um, and I think that it re- it reminds me of like you know everyone's favorite Twilight Zone episode, um, the Beauty and the Eye of the Beholder one, the yeah. Pig Face one. That's a pretty like, you know, it's not political, but it's it's like, uh, it takes a stance, and that's what I think this movie is absolutely doing is taking like a stance. Okay. I think so. I think that otherwise the 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 uh, political aspect of it wouldn't be necessary. We should revisit that at the end. Let's let's come back to that. This movie could take place not around the context of the student riots. Yeah. It could literally just be like people in a bus station and this kid makes everybody look the same and everyone is afraid of you losing their individuality. So they're all upset. But it goes deeper than that in this movie into like what Alvaro is saying about this being a government experiment and like the fact that they go to this, you know, student protest the next day and what all of that means. I think that it is very politically loaded. So anyway, Ignacio tells Ulysses, "Kill Martin, or I'll kill your children." Uh, yeah, he starts. Mani- he just starts manipulating the entire situation. Everyone's freaking out. It's- Ignacio loves it. There's just millions of shots of everyone screaming, and then cutting to Ignacio looking very smug, and just he's got a very like creepy smile once he, you know. And then he he has these dolls and toys that he like uses essentially like voodoo dolls. Yes. Where he like forces at one point he forces Martin to shoot Ulysses. Ulysses because he like has a little doll and moves the arms in the way that makes Martin move his He's arms. He's very in this like sequence he reminded me very much of Macaulay Culkin. Um 
He does have that, like, like literally picture Macaulay Culkin, like, in Home Alone with the kind of, like, narrow eyes and the smug smile. And, like, shitting and grin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so Ulysses doesn't want to kill Martin. So Martin, he, Ignacio has Martin kill Ulysses. Um, as we hear the radio talk about, like, oh, no, all over the world, people are transforming oh, into no, a, like, hide. Yeah. a Mexican bearded man. Everyone yeah. is looking like this. Mm-hmm. Um. So Ulysses, as he's dying, like looks at a pocket mirror and says, "Like that's not my face." Yeah, they're they're what showing him. They're showing him his face, and then they finally decide to look at his driver's license, which uh, his driver's license doesn't have a picture on it. What what ID do they finally find? Oh, they find a picture of him in his wallet. Once he's dead. Yes, he but he's been begging them the whole movie to look at his wallet and be like, "I have proof that I'm not a government assassin." Like, please look at my wallet, and they won't do it. Um, they finally look at his wallet and realize that the man that they have seen as Ulysses this whole time looks nothing like yeah. that person. So he was therefore like the first person affected, at least that we saw, which is, that's the part that was confusing to me about this was that like, we don't know when, like when, like how did Ignacio affect Ulysses before he even got there? Oh, uh, well, I think the plot totally falls apart at the end. Right. Like, uh, so Ignacio's powers are basically like not just well again power again it's very confusing let's 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 yeah, wrap yeah. this up and then sort of talk about sure. this uh, but once Ulysses dies his picture transforms back to normal which is very confusing I think all right. the pictures do in all, fact right, yeah all the pictures start transforming to normal uh, um, but everyone still has the yes. bearded face um, Ignacio insists that they have taken control and he's trying to think of other things so they don't pay attention to him mm-hmm. again we can infer that this is the aliens Yes. Because uh, he doesn't He doesn't think he's doing this. He thinks that the aliens have actually come. Like, yeah. And that's, I mean, it's a potential question of the movie. Like, maybe they have? I guess. Possibly? Anyway, Irene, who is pregnant, gives birth to a beardy clone. Uh, yeah. He's got a beardy face. The dog, there's been a dog the whole time jumping on the window, and he finally had a face, which I could see coming a mile away. I was like, that dog is going to have beard, a human face. It's a bearded clone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, this movie really commits to its B-movie premise. And like, it does. this is it doing exactly what it's set yeah. out to do. Mm-hmm. It's not very good. This part of it is yeah, very no. sloppy. Yes. And, and that, dumb. Like, Irene's husband, I think, finally has gotten in a car and has come to get her. Crashes through the window. Alvaro winds up in the back seat and he dies. Everybody is dying, essentially. Like, yeah. left and right, people are dead. Oh, and suddenly, we didn't talk about this, the shaman woman uh, is speaking a language the whole movie that nobody can understand. I could not identify it. I don't no. know what it was. Uh, all of a sudden, she could speak Spanish um, at the end of the movie <laughs> and starts talking about how, like, oh, Ignacio didn't realize that this game would affect everyone. Um, well, what do we do now? Nothing. Oh, that's when she, like... She's talking to Gertrudis when she says this, and when she says nothing, she's suddenly back to normal. Which I actually was a shot that I loved. But, like, it's... Why does it happen? We don't know. No. So it's the next day, uh, and they pin all these deaths on Elvaro. Which is fair. <laughs> he was I get the, He's the worst character. He sucks so much. He was freaking out. They say he got high and killed everyone. And then we just sort of have our, like, our denouement with the Rod Serling narrator being like... They some, say there's some cal- people will remember. They say there's calm after a storm, but for Ignacio, nothing will be calm again, or yeah. something like that. Um, and you see them heading off into the distance. Well, well, he gets they get on a, they get on a bus, right? They're going to Tlatelolco, and like for him, 
everyone looks the same, but mm-hmm. from other people's perspectives, they look normal. It's yeah. very, like, I don't really understand what that's supposed to mean. Uh, like, why does he see them as the same, but they see each other as normal? Like, is he seeing the Cause, truth? Yeah, because he's seeing the truth. So the truth is everyone's a bearded Mexican man? At least from his perspective. I guess, but is this his psychotic break? I don't know. I don't know. No, no, that's that's the thing. The question is whether or not, like, because the truth is that Ignacio definitely has powers, right? Like, I that's think so. absolutely the, the the absolute truth. He has like cosmic powers, and so the question is, well, he also throws people around like with his yes, mind. Yes, he's got telekinesis, and somehow he's makes got, things bulletproof. Yeah, it's it's the whole thing. I thought actually he wasn't it wasn't bulletproof. He was um, misdirecting the bullets because there's this point where he says like. Maybe your bullets just didn't go where you wanted them to go, and then there's like oh maybe yeah. there's like signs of where bullets have hit. Either way, so he was misdirecting the bullets. He's he oh, controls he's, reality. He's OP, right? Like he's, very he's OP. extremely powerful. Um, yeah, he, he shapes so reality. Either, and I think this is an interesting question that I like. I like that we don't know the answer to this. Either he made everything like the comic book. He just he just did that himself. Yeah, and is like it's aliens. Or he literally created the aliens, and they did come down in raindrops and steal everybody's like, you know, interesting u- uniqueness. And then he made them go away. Like whatever, whatever it needs to be, he did that. And yeah. I'm just I don't, but we don't know because like even by the end, he seems scared. He's terrified by what he has done, and that to me makes it seem more like no, he he made these aliens a reality, and that's why the storm. You know, yeah. is the way that it was. The storm really was dangerous to people. Can I read some of the closing narration? Yes. As love, they ride off it. into Mexico yeah. City? Martin wasn't the important character in this story. He was simply a piece in someone else's game. Ignacio is the important character in every story. He's simply one of those unexplained dangers that lurk on this planet. There are many, many more. At least, it seems that way. And then... That was the part I really liked. So there's a line mm-hmm. about many innocent people will be in trouble because of his trip to the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it moves on to the, the credits, which is very, like, Hitchcocky. The credits are beautiful. And what I want to talk about is what I learned while watching this movie. Yes, please tell me. Um, which is that on October 2nd, 1968, so later that day, because it starts after midnight, mm-hmm. um, there was a student protest in Tlatelolco, uh, in which, like... Probably 300 to 400, we actually don't know, uh, civilians were killed by the government um, because of an accusation that uh, the protesters were shooting first, but this is, of course, unclear. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not true. And probably not true. Um, but it's known, as the, it's known as a massacre, right? It's not like mm-hmm. a, a, a riot or something. It was, it was a massacre by the government of a bunch of students. Um, and... Presumably, uh, this is caused by Ignacio because of his desire yeah. to see innocents arrested. Arrested and suffer. Well, also, yeah, yeah. So people were killed, but also like uh, like 1,500 people were yeah. arrested as well. Yeah. Um, Ignacio just wants to see the, you know... The world burn. <laughs> yeah, he does. He seems to have no other motivation. I think putting this in the background of this movie, because we see, we see a newspaper towards the beginning of the movie of something of like... Students to to gather in Tlati Loco. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, Alvaro talks about it and they're bantering about, like, you know, whether or not the government is treating people correctly or whether or not the students are out of line. Mm-hmm. I think it's such a fascinating backdrop to this movie, but I don't know to what end. Right? And no. I think, I think part of that is probably, like, there is probably a cultural aspect of this that I just don't get yeah. as someone who 
Yes. Is it familiar? It didn't right. grow up in Mexico, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? I learned this. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I, I think that, like, I, I hope, I guess, that it's more impactful for someone uh, who is more familiar with this history, who didn't learn about it while watching the movie. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know that it would be, though, because I think that, like, that's the thing that's so confusing about Ignacio is, like, we don't know his motivation for this. We see him scared at the end, like, scared by what he has done. And it's unclear why then he would then go and continue to murder. I guess more that there's there's probably subtext and metaphor that we're not picking up sure, on. Sure, absolutely, right? absolutely. If this were taking place, because if, if this were taking place in America and it was about, you know, the Kent government... State or yeah, whatever. Yeah, the government doing other things to people, I would absolutely feel really connected to it, regardless of whether or not the plot necessarily made perfect sense. Right, which this doesn't, uh, even setting aside the student stuff, right? Exactly. It's, again, I keep coming back to it, it's like a B-movie, right? Like, yes, on purpose. You have to believe which... that this kid has psychic powers and also, like, this alien comic book thing yes. is... And that's the thing that with this movie real. that we really had to buy into a lot is, like, it knows that it's not a good movie. Definitely. Or at least not a... Uh, High art. Yeah, correct. Like, well-written movie. Because I think that other things about it are really, really excellent. We, we didn't really even talk about, like I mentioned in the beginning, uh, what this movie looks like. But it is, like, it's super grainy. The film grain, the cigarette burns are visible. Like, yeah, it's, it's so, 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 uh, you know, early film. And it's black and white, but with these very specific, like, muted colors. Um, Irene's dress is purple. Ignacio wears a yellow raincoat. His mother's dress is green. Um, but all very like deliberate, deliberate, and like no like complicated colors. I mean, that's also the thing that's like that, that's how you know it's not from the sixties, right? Is because right. it's got this like Sin City effect. Yes, but it, but not like as bold, which I really not, really yeah, enjoy. Super saturated. I was expecting it to be subtle. a little bit more um, uh, saturated, like you just said, like really bright colors, splashes of color. This weren't these weren't even splashes; they were like very. Subtle. Subtle, yeah. And I really, really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. It made me forget what I was watching, which is really cool. Definitely. For that kind of... I mean, like, I, the habit with Houses of the Devil 2 until I saw... What's his face? A.J. Bowen. A.J. Bowen. I was like, you're not from... Greta Gerwig's in that 80s. movie. Is she really? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's such a strange movie. I love it so much. And I like this movie, too. Yeah, I like this, too. I uh, I don't know that I'd watch it again. No. In part because I think that no. I, I got what I needed out of it. But yes. I do recommend, like, if this is your jam, you're going to like this. Yeah, for sure. It's it's kind of sloppy, and it's very, like, messy. Yeah, and but it's it not looks, long. It's, it's, like, fun. It's a fun it looks but good. an hour and a half, sure, Like, for, sure. for what it is, it looks very good. Like, yes. it's definitely clearly a low-budget movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and the premise is good. I think the premise yeah. is better than, like, the it's execution. Fun. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed I'm it, I'm glad too. I watched it. I absolutely did. I had a good time. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Not about this. Do you want to talk about Netflix's big move of the week? Oh, sure. So for the absolutely no one who missed it, (laughs) during the Super Bowl, uh, Netflix announced that a movie called The Cloverfield Paradox was going to be available right after the big game. Yeah. I don't know if we can say Super Bowl. Several hours. I hope we don't get sued for that brief mention of the big game's real name. The big game. We can't say its true name. It's like like (laughs) an Eldritch Horror. Yeah. Uh, Or Voldemort. Anyway, <laughs> we watched that movie after the big game. We did. We yeah, that was it was a very <laughs> it was a very us decision, but a stupid one nonetheless, um, to come home from this art the Super Bowl party we were at uh at eleven o'clock at night and watch a two hour movie. But we did it because that is how dedicated your host Liz Smart is to Cloverfield and the Cloverfield franchise. 
what did you think of this movie? Because uh, I think everyone in the world liked it less than less we did. Less than we did. Oh, for sure. I woke up the next morning and was like, it's a beautiful new day with new Cloverfield movies. And everyone was like, that movie sucked. Um, it's not perfect. It's worse than, in my opinion, both its predecessors. Yeah. I'm a, I'm, I know that I'm more lonely in the fact that like Cloverfield, the original Cloverfield, is like my favorite thing in the whole world like i love it so much i do not for the record most people don't i am i'm fairly i'm alone on this hill and i will die here it's totally fine i know of like a sprinkling of other people in my life who love this movie and i appreciate them very much but a lot of people love 10 cloverfield lane which is incredible yeah yeah it's a great movie it's like almost objectively a great film um cloverfield is a little bit more uh you know What's the word? Polarizing, obviously. Uh, and I think the Cloverfield Paradox is too, because I think that like you have to be, you have to like a specific thing and you have to roll with the tone in a way that I feel like most movies, you don't, it's very serious it for is. a long time. And then there's a crawling arm, you know, that's just like, that's just the kind of punches you got to like, you know, yeah. move with in this movie is that it's going to like be silly and then really sad, like a second later. I actually think it, it ties into the similarities I was talking about this week because I think that what people want out of, I guess, the franchise is more connectivity rather than what, I mean, three movies in seems to me just like a extremely loosely like connected series of anthology films. Yes, they're not um, connected. I thought this movie was going to tie them together and there was a moment, what, like 15, 20 minutes in where you I was like, oh, I get it. This is what it's trying to say. But it's not. No, bad. it's not. Like bad. it's very, it's very loosely connected, and I think that that frustrates people that they want more explicit. Which I don't I guess, understand. A, a Cloverfield verse. I don't get because like there is. I don't know. I don't get that because I think it's one. It's super interesting, and also like you. Okay, I'm getting to into this. You know, from Cloverfield and Ten Cloverfield Lane, that there is nothing that connects those movies. They are not connected. Cloverfield is the name of the the government. It's what it's what they named the monster. The monster's name is Clover. Well, that's that's after. That's not like the monster's real name. It didn't come out of the ocean and go, "Hi, my name is Clover. Welcome me to New York City." Um, they that's 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 the that is fan made. That is not in the movie. Calling the monster Clover. The point is, the only way that the movies are connected is that. Correct and like potentially there's like an alien aspect to it um unclear but yeah because in i think in 10 cloverfield lane it feels much more like aliens i would agree in cloverfield it it's is, kaiju it's yeah it's not really an alien and then it's not really clear in uh cloverfield paradox i think i think we shouldn't talk too long about this unless right. we're gonna do a whole episode about it but i think that like at this point, we're going to get... It's going to be the same amount we talked about. So yeah, no. Cloverfield <laughs> uh, Paradox is, is unrelated. I like... It's... it's. And I just think that's interesting. That's what I was going to say. Like, we know... Like, Cloverfield is, is the government name for what happened in New York City that day. And the way Cloverfield comes up in Tangle of Lane is that it's the name of the street he lives on. It is not connected... And this one, it's the name of the spaceship. Right. There's no way to, like, connect that to... Each of those things. I think that if it was the name of the spaceship and the name of the government thing, there'd be more of a connection. But Tangleford Lane is on a... It is on a different place. Like, it has nothing to do with these movies. Anyway. I love Cloverfield so much. People also really hated the script. And I think that, it's like... It's not the best. I get, no, it's not. But, like, again, I think it's, it's, a, it's a cheap B-movie. 
right? Like it's it's doing a, a yeah. more complete sci-fi thing. I wonder akin if it's to, like, tr- yeah, I think it's trying to be better though. I think some of the people have more of a problem with it. I guess like it's not Alien or Sunshine, but like I don't know, it's better than like Life. Oh yeah, it's better than Life, and that's what I actually. <laughs> there's a point in the first 15 minutes where I was like, "Is this just gonna be Life?" And then it got like 20 times more interesting. So. It doesn't wrap everything up. I think the cast is awesome. The cast acting is, is awesome. And uh, I think the premise is interesting. It is. Again, maybe not executed the best. I could have done without the stuff on Earth as much as we got of it. Like, Except that that's my favorite part. Because really? Of the, because of the It's fine. I guess. I think like all the cutaways like really like... Yeah, it, they didn't do enough on Earth. It wasn't it, a good thing. I think they didn't flow. do enough on Earth because it doesn't really have a point. Besides yeah. like, there's no real reason to do it. Um, Other yeah. than the end being the yes, uh, right. Sorry, I mean, we're spoiling Cloverfield Paradox. It's fine. We should have warned that up front because that movie's uh, less than a I'm week old. I'm sure people will not listen to this if they haven't seen it and they want to see it. Um, yeah, it's just, less than a week old. We should have given spoiler warnings. Fine. I feel well, bad no, now. We'll put it in the description. It's fine. Um. Anyway, it's a it's a fine movie. I liked it about as much as I liked the similars. I liked it more, but that's you know. Cause that's because I'm I am the Cloverfield franchise super fan. I love it so much. I can't believe J.J. Abrams owns my ass so good. It's horrible. Netflix making money moves. I love it. Uh, I love it. I hope they. I hope that that is absolutely how things continue for us. Like, I just people I feel like are talking about how it's like really game changing to like just put it, put it right into the hands of the people. And that's what Netflix does, right? But like, it's crazy too. I mean, like we. We, being people who are paying attention, thought that a new Cloverfield movie was coming in April. Mm-hmm. And then we find out on Big Game Sunday that... Uh, <laughs> Is it really like you can't say those words together? You're not supposed to. What if... I guess we don't make money from this podcast. No, we so. don't. And if also, what if I just said I had a super bowl of cereal? <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> I can't believe what a super bowl of chili I just had. It was so delicious. On that note, let's... <laughs> Let's uh, roll it. Transform this movie into a bearded Mexican man's face, and uh, there's roll so that many roulette. other things that happen in that movie that you could have used. Let's crash a car into Let's it. Let's arrest it and throw it in prison. Let's have the government snipe a civilian. That's horrible. Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right, spin that roulette. Get that up and running. Our next movie will be. <gasps> Creep. It's the I, Mark Duplass movie, Have you right? seen this? No. Oh my god, neither have I. And it's been on my list for so long. It is highly acclaimed. Yeah, people like it, right? And there's a Creep too. There is a Creep too. Also on Netflix. Correct. I, I've heard nothing but good things about I, this. I've, it's so. been on my list forever. I'm really interested in it. Roulette's really doing as good in I'm really so, I, that's, it's This is a funny movie for me because I've so many people I know have seen it. And I have heard that it's good, but I know nothing about it. Like, no one's ever told me what it's about, and I've never seen, like, a trailer. In the uh, thumbnail, Mark Duplass looks creepy. He's smiling in a really creepy creepy way. Well, Mark Duplass rarely smiles in a way that is not creepy. (laughs) I love Mark Duplass. So do I, but he's got a creepy... I love him, but he's got a creepy smile. He's not creepy in The Lazarus Project. Yes, he is. No. Yeah. He's not a good dude, but he's not creepy. He's creepy. He's He's got earnest. He has got a hooded brow. Oh my god! And he doesn't smile very much in that movie. He's very serious. I think I said his smile was creepy specifically. Anyway, creep, we're gonna do it. Thanks, Roulette. 
2018 is actually not bad so far. So yeah, in a couple weeks, uh, look out for Creep. I'm actually, this is actually awesome. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm yeah. shocked that they're really like, I can't believe like it. In the meantime, you can check us out on our website at nowscreaming.com. And on Facebook and Twitter at nowscreaming. Tell your friends about the podcast. Let Leave us know. a review or a rating or whatever we you love like it. to do. We love it. Tweet at us, please. Talk to us about your favorite Twilight Zone episode, even though we didn't talk about that in here. Yeah, or tell us how you felt about the Cloverfield Paradox. Please talk to us about that. I'm if, so actually, interested. If you liked the Cloverfield Paradox, please tell us. Yeah, if, please hit me up. If you hated my it, friend. I don't care. I'm sorry, but that's a very common I would opinion. love to know everyone's feelings about all Cloverfield movies, actually. I assume you love 10 Cloverfield Lane, because everyone does, but if you love Cloverfield as much as I do... Let's just wants to start a Cloverfield fan club. I do, Cloverfield Monster is my boyfriend. It's also worth saying, like, I think it's a huge oh mistake we don't know on... Her, we don't know her gender. <laughs> it is a huge mistake on Netflix's part to not have the other two Cloverfield films. Like, Agreed. they really should have acquired the rights to, to stream those. Because I, I promise Cloverfield you... Cloverfield was on Netflix at one point. I don't know why they lost it. Again, it's like it's such a clear marketing, like, thing. It's yeah. like, this is your home for Cloverfield content. Yeah. Maybe there could be like a whole just Cloverfield streaming, you know, site all its own. <laughs> You're obsessed. Give me my Cloverfield TV show. Thank you, as always, to Wes Craven for uh, knowing how to embrace the pulp and um, yeah, have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. We love fun here on Now Screaming. <laughs> I love to have fun me while watching horror movies. If I don't have fun, what's the point? That's our new mission statement. <laughs> Have anyway. fun in 2018. See you in a couple weeks, everybody. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. Stay spooky.